Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon. I am almost asleep, but I'm here. We're doing this today with our friends, our co-hosts, Outing. Thanks for joining us today, as always. And our guest, lead news editor, our collider, writer, actor, but most importantly, our friend and great, overall great person, Maggie Lovett. Maggie, Hello. how are you doing today? Pretty good. I'm so happy to be back. Yes, it's been a while. I think it was like the Book of Boba Fett finale or something last time you were yeah, here. Yeah, a while ago. Yes, work, life got in the way. We had a couple of, I think, High Republic shows you couldn't make, but it's Andor week. If there was one person, How could I miss it, this? It, was, <laughs> it had to be you. If we could only had one guest for Andor, it had to be Maggie. We'll get to it in a minute. Ote, how are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for asking. See, I, I didn't forget you. You're there, survived this storm, family's uh, doing well. I, I technically wasn't here when it happened, but yeah. Yeah, but still flying there, knowing, not knowing what was going to be waiting for you. It, it was impressive because the plane ride to Puerto Rico was always like kind of cool when you get to look down, see a motor, mm -hmm. everything was like pitch black. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that flight after Maria five years ago. When I went to visit my dad, oh, you there. came here after Maria. Yeah, my dad was in the hospital. Like in, he, oh, okay. the day before, he got moved to intensive care, and I tried flying like two days after. Of course, where I couldn't, so I had to wait a whole week and then fly over. And yeah, it was it was bad. Oof. Yeah. All right, so we're here. No Happy Star Wars day. Saturday. Talking Star Wars, talking Andor. We'll get to it in a minute. And always, we always start. Also, if you're new to the show, thanks for being here. Make sure you subscribe, comment, thumbs up, all those fun things that we're supposed to say when we start our episodes. You know how to do it. And if you're listening to this later on the audio podcast, thank you also. And just leave us a rating, review, all that stuff. And we always kind of don't forget about the Amidali Initiative for Equality Texas, What Choice, and all the great fundraisers out there that are needed. A lot of people need help, but also this time, Oti and myself being for Puerto Rico, let's take a couple of minutes and just talk about, where is this? So yes, just talk, mention it a little bit. Uh, Hurricane went through the island last week. Uh, it's now going to Canada even stronger, so I'm sure our thoughts are with them. Hopefully everything's fine, but Oti, we know Puerto Rico was in bad shape before Maria. People forget that Hurricane Irma was, I think, Category 4, hit like a week before, then Maria, then the earthquakes. Puerto Rico never recovered. And even before that, everything was bad. And now this, even Category 1, it still hurts a lot of people. Category 1, and barely hit the island. And, yeah. you know, there's still like 55% of the people still don't have power. Um, I think like 50% of the people don't have water. It's... It's infuriating, man. Um, it's like we had five years after Maria to mm -hmm. prepare. There's $11 billion for the power grid. No one's using them. And here we are, man. Like, yeah. I, it, I, we'll talk about it when we get to the episode, but I was so cranky when Andor premiered. And I watched it. You know what? I'm going to watch it because I'm <laughs> angry and mm -hmm, impress me. And by the end, I was like, <laughs> 
Yeah, you're so, tweeting high. Have an effing, effing, effing hand, or don't ask. <laughs> And then by the end, yeah, it was great. I can't wait to talk about it. But yeah, down there, just scrolling down a bunch of places. Ote, you tweeted out some of it. Yeah. Uh, my friend Goose from Trial the Force tweeted out also. So there's a bunch of places for help people. Uh, if they need any type of legal advice, also for displaced pets, there's also links. And in the description of the video, there's a bunch of links that you can go to and just, Literally. as always, help if you can, spread the word, do whatever. Anything um, from animal associations to you know donating clothes, uh, food. Just don't give it to the government, please. Yes, That's all these are links for people working boots on the ground, like they say, going straight to the people that need it. FEMA, all those places weren't the best before. Just go to the people that are actually. That's what we talked a little bit about trying to do a fundraiser, but a lot of these places don't have GoFundMe straight to them. So yeah, let's just spread the word a little bit. Please. Yes. So again, links down in the description of the video. This will also be for the audio podcast. There will be all the links there. All right. On a happy note, Star Wars. So if you guys are ready, I'm Noah ready. Let's talk Star Wars. And it's the Andor Files. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Six was years he? old. Ah, he looked a little <laughs> bit older, but we don't know the whole story. We'll, we'll, learn. we'll, we'll, we'll learn more. We'll learn. All right, so Maggie, I said <laughs> it when we started. If we were gonna have one guest, it was gonna be you to talk about our friend Andor. You have him back there. I see that new one, which I don't have, the bearded Andor. It's funny because in those in every show when they want to have someone appear older, they just put a beard, and he's younger here and he's full beard. And like, oh man, I wish I had that at whatever age he had. But Maggie. Anyone that knows you know your love for Rogue One, your love for this character, not just as a Star Wars fan, but what it meant to you in your personal life, advocating all that stuff. And you have the opportunity in Star Wars Celebration to meet Diego Luna and to interview him a little bit. How was that like, again, as a Star Wars fan, but just as a person in general? Oh my gosh, as a person, I was like, I just couldn't believe it was happening. Um, like just being in that room and being like, see, cause they hand you these little sheets when you're in the press room of like, who's gonna come through the line. And I like was holding it in my hand and I just could not believe that his face was on the sheet that like he was going to come yeah. down the line. And it was such a magical experience and he's so nice and he's so kind. And he seemed like genuinely, cause I got to talk to him a little bit about like how Rogue One and Cassian like mm -hmm. really like sparked me to get involved with politics and to do all this stuff. And like, I, I talked to him about like how that was so relevant like relevant in 2016 and it's even more relevant now and like how yeah. cassian's story coming back and like being told is like you know so important and he seemed like so generally like thrilled to hear that and to hear that that character could have an impact on people he yeah it's so, great so kind yeah i saw those photos i saw you i saw arsu and it's one of those oh man i feel so good for them because they're great people and they're getting to meet all these characters and real people that mean something to them Okay, I mentioned here that Diego Luna will be, if I could interview or meet a Star Wars actor, it would be him just because the love he has for this franchise. If you could, Oti, meet or interview someone for your show or just down the street, Star Wars-wise, who would it be? I'll start with this story. I got to meet my favorite drummer and musician of all time, and I was a nervous wreck. I couldn't talk. I, I couldn't keep myself. So no one, probably. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could talk to anyone. Diego Luna could be up there because he just seems like such a cool dude. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with Diego Luna. All right, cool. cool. And we can talk in Spanish, so I'll be That's a little bit more relaxed. We'll be a little bit more relaxed. Talk about why these oh, shows. No, no, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. That, that'll be the guy. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Keep that Puerto Rican vibe going. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. So, Android dropped like four years in the waiting. We've been waiting for this show to come out since it was announced 2018. I said it here 20 times. My most anticipated Star Wars show. Trailer drop. Everyone went crazy with how good it looked. Is the story gonna deliver? Overall thoughts, Maggie. Did it deliver these first three episodes? Oh, it delivered. And <laughs> so I watched this like 50 days before it ended up yeah. airing. I because I got it the week before they made the we're gonna push it off oh. until September and do a three episode oh, thing. Wow. And I was just like, of all the shows <laughs> to get that I can't talk about for like mm-hmm. 50 days, it was it killed me, but it was so good. And it's like I rewatched it again before they came mm-hmm. out this week, and it's it's just so good. It's everything that I hoped for for Cassian's character because Mm -hmm. there's so much good meaty character development like even in those first three episodes seeing his childhood and the very specific poignant way that they have approached his childhood is just everything I I could have asked for in Star Wars. Oti for you you mentioned you were a little bit cranky (laughs) getting back to the (laughs) island when you finally sat down to watch Andor how quickly did that frown turn upside I, down? If we want to be a little bit cheesy here, um, well, it wasn't that quick because the first two episodes are kind of somber. But yeah. um, as the first episode ended, I was, you know, as, as the first like sequence of the first episode ended with the music and the Blade Runner elements, mm-hmm. I was like, kind of into it. So <laughs> I, I just want to say like. As someone who literally had Maggie on the show to have some positivity around Rogue One, because I don't really talk that much about that movie. Um, I remember when Maggie said, oh, and there's my most anticipated Star Wars anything. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I wasn't like that hyped for the show. But as like trailers and pictures and everything have been popping up, I've been getting so hyped. And I was afraid. I was like, am I too hyped for this? Mm-hmm. And like as the three episodes and I was like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, especially like Maggie said, she got to watch it a month ago before it was supposed to. But then a lot of people were able to see like a week before they got to see those first four episodes. They started hyping everything. It's like, ah, man, no, Mm -hmm. we don't need the hype right now. We got to go into it. Not low expectations, but kind of even kill. I know. I think it helps that it's like so different that you really can't get your headspace around what you're going to see until you actually see it. So let's talk about before we go into each episode. Alberto, I what did you think? Yeah, you didn't give it. You didn't tell us. <laughs> no, I'm trying. I, I'm sleeping. No, I I loved it. Same as Maggie. And go back. I put it on Twitter two days ago. This was my most anticipated anything Star Wars when it was announced because I love. I really enjoy Rogue One. I like the character of Andor, but what it meant. That sentence I said, everything I did, I did for the rebellion. What what was that, right? I want to see what that were how the rebellion got to that point. And then what I I think we're gonna get, and I really also wanted to see at that point was this from the Empire side. How does the Empire deal with all the rebel cells start starting up? The mundane people in the Empire, not everyone is talking or Krennic. And we saw a little bit with some of those. Koi post just eating spaghetti, like, dude, just, just let it go. I'm the chief. I'm going on a convention, on a meeting with the Empire to tell them everything's okay. Don't mess up my graphics. 
And they said, oh, no, I can't. And we'll get to that. But overall, I loved it. We'll get to it. I know Mo is in the chat. Mo, let us oh, know Mo. all your... Yeah. Hi, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading the Empire article um, about Andor, and I saw a quote from Tony Gilroy that I thought was such a good summation of the show. These people are the gravel that the road to rebellion was paved with. Yeah. And I was like, that is such a good description of the show. Mm -hmm. The more you read all these interviews now that Tony Gilroy, I mean, he's been doing it for a few weeks. And I told Lottie about a month ago, we know more about season two already than season one. <laughs> but, and he's not afraid to talk about it, which I, I think is such a nice- It's refreshing. Breath, like, you know, it's happening. <laughs> you kind of have a feel of what's going to happen and like, who's yeah. going to be back most likely. But I'm also like terrified that he'll be like, oh, Marva's such a great character. Yeah, Marva dies in episode eight. <laughs> Yeah, she probably die of. Ah, yeah, I thought she was gonna get a heart attack or something, but. No, I'm worried for her. Yes, she's cold. She's cold. She is. We make ah, we'll get to that. But I think universally, or for the most people, it's been great reception for the reviewers and for the fans. There's a few pockets, pockets fomenting out there, but nothing major. Some of the. I'm so surprised. Yeah, you mean the boot lickers that were talking about the corpos are great and wonderful yes. and totally hey, not cops? No, I'll talk about the corpos and I'll be the defender here. All right. <laughs> so the big complaints were, oh, lack of Easter eggs or fan service, which again, is the first couple of episodes and I could point to all the different aliens that I saw from every um, Star Wars saga and from Solo and everything. They always reuse the, the creature stuff that they have. They have so many yeah. creature costumes. They just recycle that. Yeah, I saw the guy from Force Awakens that has the yellow thing, the big one that drags the stuff, the the metal vulture sitting on the ships. I saw those guys. I saw freaking Tito also. So there's a lot of stuff. And, and then the other- I not love it when there's that weird guy with a smiling face, just like ambling along, having the good day of his life. Yes, I mean, yeah, just what you said. And then, and Maggie, I think you tweeted something to this point that at uh, once it was a lot of people said, Oh, you can't compare this to other Star Wars show or don't use this to compare it to other Star Wars. So like, eh, okay, there's a balance. Don't say yeah. everything else sucks, this is great. But of course, you can compare this, they're doing this better than the other one. Do you guys feel that those two kind of complaints are valid or are people just that's the only thing they could? Easter egg complaint? Easter eggs, I think we kind of mentioned it, but yeah, anything. Oh, gosh. Uh, I know I'm a huge fan of compare and contrast. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I have a, a literature background, and that's what like the bulk of what literary analysis is is taking two similar books and comparing how they do better or worse and i like doing that with star wars too i mean i even compare star wars to star trek like i think that star trek does really well with their animated kids show prodigy mm -hmm. where the thing sometimes like clone wars and like bad batch doesn't really achieve the like teaching kids things while like entertaining them and like in like including them in a franchise and i just i think that Com compare and contrast is the most natural thing when you're watching things that you love and you see like oh this is doing really well whereas like this other show did a little bit better mm. like i instantly loved andor when every single character had a name they had a yes. character motivation and you could see the trajectory of their like arc where like almost three seasons into mando and they're still like you know kind of nothing about any of the characters 
like you have like hints of things, but they're still so underdeveloped that you just crave more. And I love that instantly with Andor. That was like my big thing where I was like, mm -hmm. this does it a lot better. And it's, it's different storyteller styles. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dave and John are very different from Tony Gilroy. I mean, he is indeed like a, a legacy style, like franchise maker. Yeah. yeah. Oti, for you, are uh, any of these kind of complaints yeah. valid or how do you see those points? I mean, I, I get grumpy when it's like, purely like bad faith like mm -hmm. like ah oh, take that man though it's like same company dude like yeah it's, it's fine i guess <laughs> different creatives yeah and like i i'm not a fan of var var variety like i'm not like the biggest mando fan you know whenever it comes along i like it and i watch it but i i don't need every any, everything to be like kenobi for example like i was over the moon with that show and i'm happy to get Andor. that's totally different mm -hmm. and the vibe is totally different so I get grumpy when it's in a bad, bad faith way, but you know, comparisons are natural, especially in the, in the same fandom, the same. like, like it's going to happen. So like, it's not that you can't compare them, just like be conscious of how you do it and what you're comparing. Cause sometimes people compare apples and oranges and it's like, okay. Yeah. They're both great. Apples are great. Orange are great. I, mean, just and like, and I don't expect there. everyone to like everything. Like mm -hmm. that's what's so great. It's the same with Marvel. Like you're allowed to like some things and not like other things. You don't have to like the entire franchise. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings books. <gasps> I like some of them more than I like others. Like, like Children's yes. Run was like, okay, but I love the original <laughs> trilogy. You know, like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. For me, at least the Easter egg thing, I don't care. Give me all of them. I said to you, fan service, Easter eggs. I don't care. Oh, look, there's I mean, but, in the background. I don't care. I, I mean, will watch it. And if it's not there, I, mean, I don't care. It's kind of an Easter egg for Rogue One, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, but we talked about it when the article came out. Like, yeah. Tony Gilroy said, like, hey, we're not going to have like gratuitous Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. They'll be there for serving the story. And the article's like, uh, no, he says never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's again. It's people just hearing, uh, reading the headline, and not when you yeah. retweet on Twitter. Are you sure you want to read I, it? No, I just want to scream at the void. I even saw someone upset at the Aki Aki in the background. Like they said, no Easter eggs. And I'm like, is that even like uh, sure? Whatever. <laughs> just have a black background and just voice over over it. Yeah. When and whatever. Nothing in the background. An audio drama. Yeah. Sure, great. And same thing. You can compare shows. And I said it same like you said with Mando. I like Mando. I love when he showed up in Book of Boba Fett. You know that my thoughts on Grogu. Grogu can stay on the back. But yeah. whatever. I can, and I have him. There's, bring, him bring him to the forefront. Bring him to the he's forefront. sleeping. He's, That's me he's right meditating now. the negativity. <laughs> Where's my life-size Grogu? My, I got one back here. It's right there next to oh, I see Eskin, him. actually. I see him. Oh, no. That's that's Luke. Anyway. I see him. <laughs> um, so last thing before we jump in. Oh, actually, Maggie, because you mentioned Star Trek and Lower Decks, the animated show, how great it is. Do you think it might be even a younger crowd that Star Wars Young Jedi Adventure might be kind of leaning that way for Star in the Star Wars I'm universe? So hopeful. I'm so hopeful because I love stuff that introduces kids to franchises and much more um, friendly and more consumable ways. Because, mm -hmm. like, sure, Clone Wars is fine, but there's a lot of big themes that might. Yeah 
lessen like how much they understand or how much they care about it. And I think making characters that are their ages that are like facing big situations is like the perfect way to bring kids in because pretty much everybody except for Anakin and Phantom Menace is a child. It like yeah. isn't a child. He's like the only child. And then you have him grow up and he becomes a really bad person. So it's like, I, I want kids to have like characters their own age. Even baby Yoda isn't their age. He's 50. <laughs> so it's like, there's no real child characters for kids to, you know, be introduced to. Yeah. I hope I have, I don't want to say high hopes for that show, but I'm interested to see uh, what it is. And I'll watch. I saw the goofy creatures. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. I know they're so cute. What was it, Nib or something? With oh the, yes, uh, little panda. Like oh, blue little bear. Yeah, no, give that to me. And yeah. I love the shorts they do on YouTube. They have some really good kids oh, shorts. Yeah, they're like their rollouts cool. and all yeah. of that, and like those are fun. Yeah. By the way, so Mo loves how unapologetic, unapologetically the political the show is, and she also loves that it's about people and yeah, their decisions and how that pushes. Same. Totally agree. All right, so let's jump into episode one. Surprised that they did three episodes, but it was the right decision because they just flow together. And I don't, I know, I want to say it was for season two that Tony Gilroy said that was the idea that every three episodes that one year arc. I'm not sure if for season one, every three episodes will also kind of be back to back, but. I have a theory that it is because it seems like the directors are directing three episode mm -hmm. segments of this. So I have a feeling that like it's very much the three-act arc kind of thing going on. Have you seen episode four? Yeah, I saw episode four. Okay, and does it give so. you that vibe? Yeah. Okay. Completely different. It's uh, After three, it's completely different. I remember finishing it, watching Diego's interview in Good Morning America when they changed their mind and they're doing three episodes. Mm -hmm. I was like, that makes complete sense because episodes one through three are one contained story. Episode four goes a completely different direction. Okay, okay. All right, we'll talk after the show. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you log off. Um, it's already been. It's some of the stuff's already been shown in trailers, so it's like it's yeah. not that big of a surprise. <laughs> so episode one came in. We've all heard this. Got this Blade Runner vibe. There's allusions to sex in Star Wars. Everyone went crazy, forgot about everything. Ooh, no, it's Disney. How can they do this? There's they said shit. Organization of brothels. Yes, there's brothels there. Um, so a lot happening that in those first five minutes, like you said, Oti, if you meet Cassian, you're going to die. The first person he meets in Rogue One dies. First person here dies. Again, they That's were kind of asking for it. But, and then of course he go, and we start getting those flashbacks. But Oti, just overall impression of that first episode before we jump into some things that worked and there were any that didn't work. I, I loved I love the first episode and especially like that first sequence, like just the vibe and you know the sneaking around, mm -hmm. everything's like very dark. I don't know, it really, really sets the mood to the era that we're in. Like they're not directly hiding from the Empire, but it sets that mood. Like we have to sneak around and then when we mm -hmm. get to the to Ferrex and everything, but I I I was really impressed, honestly. Yeah. Maggie, kind of same thing, and also when we start seeing the corporate sector police or the corpo, whatever their name is, because it's very long, and we start seeing those policemen or detective or chiefs, whatever you want to call them, they're just pencil pushers or paper pushers. Dude, I just want to get through my shift. I don't want any they're paperwork. Off, basically. Yeah. 
So how was your vibe after watching this first episode or just general thoughts on it? I was obsessed with the Blade Runner vibes. I'm mm -hmm. a huge fan of Blade Runner. I love the aesthetic. I loved the scene composition, just like the lighting with the blue. Um, I definitely was really excited about the canonization of brothels because <laughs> I i don't know if either of you read fanfics, but the Star Wars fandom, particularly the Mando fandom, is very into brothels. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, they're going to be, the Tumblr girlies are going to be happy. It's canonized. They, they exist. They <laughs> write um, a few places I, I need to go check. AO3 is full of it. Um, but I was just, I was so surprised. That's where I was like, okay, this is definitely going to be a different kind of Star Wars. It felt very mature, very gritty. I was like, okay, Tony is tapping into the things that I've loved his previous work for, like taking a story and like elevating it to this much more like dangerous, like gritty realm. Mm -hmm. Right from the start, I love that it didn't like lure you in with like sweet and innocent. It was like, this is a man who kills when he yeah. has to kill. Which is the same thing that was why i loved him in rogue one like you instantly are like yeah he's he's an okay person but he murders people like if he has to so he'll do what he has to it's, do it's interesting how they portray that because the first kill it's an accident but yeah. the second one like you're like oh is he gonna oh he does it okay yeah, yeah. he's think... not gonna go with him to the police yeah station. no no but oh, us, us, us as the us as fans were like where is Andor yeah. at this point in his life? Is he, is he cause leaving him alive? I think it's kind of a mistake. But yeah. and then but you see as the episodes go on that he's not proud of it. He's suffering from it. When he and Marva has have that talk, he's like, I messed up. I don't I gotta get out of here. He's not like haha, another one for my yeah, no, it, I really appreciated that. It's not portrayed as him being this hero that killed the bad guys. Like, mm -hmm. no, it, he screwed up. Yeah. And then you see in episode three, he doesn't kill Karn yeah. when he has the opportunity to. And and in fact, Luthen's like, kill him, kill him, yeah, I'll kill do him. It. And he doesn't. And so it's, no. it's interesting to see that, like, I feel like that moment in the first episode was very much one of those situations where it's like, they've seen my face. They know where I am. Mm -hmm. They know where I, what I was looking for because they were listening to my conversation. I can't leave this person alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they're bad and <laughs> trying to steal money from him and just being mm -hmm. really awful. So. If I own the credits, just to tell your Sometimes you have to do a murder. Yeah, that's fine. It's, there's no cameras. So one thing is Star Wars. There's no cameras around. There's no CCTV. At the end of episode three, I was waiting for someone with a cell phone to get all the police brutality. And oh, no, no, that, this is not real life. What did they do to Bix and Tim? Tim, dude, Tim. Right? I, we've been talking about freaking Star Wars names, what works, what done, then we get team with two M's just strolling down, messing it up. It's like Luke with two U's. <laughs> Tim, we'll get to Tim in a minute. You should put like an apostrophe or something yeah. you know, to make it more space. A little accent. <laughs> Tim. 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 <laughs> Tim. his last name. But then Cyril Karn. Our friend Cyril Karn, who tailored his suit a I little bit. I love this little twerp so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I just want to like. Because during so all good. the during all the trailers, I was. I think he's gonna switch at one point. He's gonna switch, and after this, I'm like, no, he's like a hundred percent. He's Krennic two like or Krennic Junior. Rise like, through the ranks. He thinks he's all, but the thing about him is that he also is completely unprepared for the consequences of oh. his actions. Yes, the end. He's like, oh. He uh -oh. did nothing. I know we're jumping ahead to episode three, but he did nothing. He was just like. Yeah. He got yelled like three times by this 
guy that just showed up. Oh, I was told on the way here on the right. Oh, pockets for mountain. We gotta do something, sir. So like, oh, he did that crappy speech, and no one is like, oh, dude, what that's, that speech <laughs> was my favorite scene. Like, aren't you gonna give a speech? And he's like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're gonna arrest one guy. Like, you're not no, going to 14. war. <laughs> 14 people to be sure. It's like, yes, this is police brutality right yeah, there. We... That, that that was for me like one of the most like over the head things. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing. Like, we're gonna arrest one guy with 14 guys. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so and, and they're also like they have like black like blaster rifles and everything. Again, it's just one guy. They got gonna... rifles. They got. And how Sniper they started getting position. more and more paranoid. Oh my god, there's more of them. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're behind <laughs> I us. I love oh that sequence. Oh yeah. my god, you guys are so stupid. There's and all then, this like, escalation that we've seen, uh, unfortunately. Old lady bursting the their way in, not actually showing their warrant. Mm -hmm. Pre-more security. Like, I love that. Mind those corpus. Idiots. So episode when he, one. When he, oh, I was going to say, when he says that he like took his uniform in or whatever... Because he's like so eight up, so like really good. my mom, who is a costumer, was like, "That is disgusting. I hate this character." <laughs> <laughs> Too eight up in his own. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's one of those things that just make you not hate this character. A lot of people love him, and I understand I, I, why. I adore him, but in, in I my instantly knew, I instantly knew. I was like, the fan girlies are gonna love <laughs> this one. I love him, but in the incompetent, um, idiot kind of way that I love Star Wars. He's things. like Hux Light. Yeah. He he. Have you guys seen The Office? For me, he's Dwight. Like he's Dwight. <laughs> Dwight <Schrute>. Like yeah. <laughs> the, the, they were company men. They were, they were yeah. Thunder Mifflin men. Like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> When they put him as a manager, he doesn't know he what to do. <laughs> yeah. So Alti, just again, if we go. Deep, deep into every episode, we're here three hours. I can't. <laughs> uh, so, if you have to choose three things like that you really enjoyed from this first episode, what were they? Cyril Karn, Cyril Karn, Cyril Karn. Um, no, um, him. I every scene with him, I love the. I don't, what's the actor's name? He's great. Um, oh, Kyle Soler. Kyle Soler. Kyle, Kyle Soler. He's fantastic as as this character. Like, I believe him. I believe what he's portraying. Like. Um, I believe he's a twerp. Um, <laughs> so another thing I love, as I said, that first sequence and B2 Emo. How does Star Wars keep making lovable droids? I don't know, but here we are. Look, B2, I was afraid that it was going to be one of those droids that didn't do it for me, one of the first ones, because, yeah, he looks cute. I thought it was going to be this BB-8 type in terms of like, he's just chirping around. But we, when he started talking... And the way he talks, and he has to make sure he has enough power to do whatever he has to say. Oh, oh no, you got me. You're great. And with the yellow, the yellow thread, it's like, oh, C-3PO also was all this. When he's like, I think I have enough charge to lie. I'm like, yeah. And you no. like that's two lies. I get a charge before this. <laughs> right. So for you, Maggie, there's three, three things you can point out. And or doing murder. Um, <laughs> uh, Brasso, I thought he was a fantastic character. Uh, and Vix, how could I not? How have we not mentioned Vix yet? <laughs> so good. Yes. So Brasso, 
I'll say, when I saw him on the trailer, I'm like, there's Tivik. We're going to get that reason why him and Tivik are friends. Oh, this is Brasso. Oh, okay. sorry, it's not him. But he's great. And he goes, and like you mentioned at the beginning, we meet these background characters that have a purpose. They have a name. Their story is with our main characters. And we see this throughout the whole three episodes. And I'll get to that at one of my points later. But yeah, it's so great. And Bix, I, I think I until we talked about it and we do our kind of andor speculation that how much is he going to be there? Is he going to suffer like some other characters? Is going to die quick or is going to be there for one or two episodes? Seems to be a very important character going forward. Uh, do you enjoy Bix? I, yeah, she's the kind of characters that you like immediately love when yeah. they show up. Like Adi Arjona has like that vibe to her. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where her story goes because she apparently knows Luthen. So, but she stays in, in Ferex. Mm-hmm. So let's see how she'll be like integrated into the rest of the story. But yeah. Yeah. So for me, we're. Cassian's story taking shape early on. We don't have to spend 30 minutes kind of him working at this shop before the story kind of goes. It starts. We know where the story is going. Cyril Karn, even though I hate him, I like that. Again, he's introduced quickly early on. He's told, brush this under the rug. I got to do this report. They were di- they died because they jumped the wrong person. They shouldn't be in that, in that district. Forget about it. And it's like, Ugh, I can't. And again, it's that side of the, it's not really Empire yet. It's kind of three rungs down, but I wanted to see that that side of it. The people that just, I'm just here to get a paycheck and the others like, no, no, we got to do something about it. That's why I love that whatever chief, I don't don't remember the name of the guy, I just forget. I got to go to the Empire and give this report. Reminded me of something I had to do early, not murder anyone. Just don't call the cops on me. But I had to do a presentation. I had all my data from like months ago. And then something happened that was going to skew it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't do this again. Forget about that. It happens in real life. So I love seeing that. Um, All the aliens, like I mentioned, there's aliens for all the different sagas in Star Wars. I saw there and from Solo. And of course, the music was great, the writing and acting. The I said Rogue One for me is the best active Star Wars movie. And this is right there with some of the best TV show in Star Wars acting wise. Everyone brought their agent. So those were kind of my three things. Any dislikes, Oti? Anything you didn't like? Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> Maggie, anything for uh, you that you wish was a little bit different? No, I was I was really happy with this. And I should say, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's so slow to start with. But like, and uh, which is another reason why I was like, I'm so glad they decided to do three episodes because mm-hmm. the first episode is very slow. But I like the pacing because I think there's something interesting about the concept of this and the way that it's been conceived. I also love that it's five BBY because yes. it feels like a countdown because we mm-hmm. know... We know <laughs> where it's headed. So it feels like a countdown. And I think what's interesting by the, the much slower pace of these first three episodes is the fact that that's how situations like this go. This mm-hmm. is the quiet before the storm. And it's that he's living, he's not living a quiet life because he's causing trouble. He clearly has like a history of like mm-hmm. getting into trouble. Um, but he's, he's not, this is like the rumbles before the actual storm mm-hmm. arises. And I think that really there's layers to it. Like the, 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 the structure of the show is so fascinating to me, especially since we know season two is going to be a much more like yeah. expedited process. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
anxiety will be like pulled through. Like it was slow to start and now we're racing towards his death. Yeah. I, when people's, I, that's something I never kind of understood too much when people, oh, this was too slow. It's like, well, it's characters talking and kind of carrying you through the story. It's not action, 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 even though there are actions, action pieces set out through it. I guess for the most part, for these Star Wars shows, we're kind of more kind of used to all the action around it. But I love the way that it went. Maybe if it was one episode per week, and we'll see now with episode four, maybe it feels different. But like you said, having all three maybe helped that. But at least I didn't care about it because the story was there. It wasn't just, like I mentioned before, him working a nine to five job for 20 minutes and then jump into what happened in the brothel. Uh, dislikes, I don't have any really to say. What's, what's Mo saying? Yeah, Mo says she the things the three things three things she loved uh, Casa and the Canary scenes, uh, Brasso and Cassian yelling to the cop. Let's hear it, boss. That was a oh yes, yeah, so when he took that gun away. Oh man, yeah. I mean that scene. Everything in that brothel was great. When the woman comes out and he's trying to explain what he's looking for his sister, and then the interaction with the two guys when he gives him that heart stare. Oh, that's a a hard look for a little thing like you or something. And then the confrontation at the end was so great. That's how you bring people like Tony Gilroy and all the writers behind there, all the directors. When you look at the resume, it's like, oh yeah, this is gonna be something different. Um, all right, so I think episode one, kind of, we kind of covered it. So episode two, much short, not much shorter, it was a 35 to 37 minute length. I was a little bit worried about it. I still am with all these different episode lens i just watched ring of power the last two episodes is are 73 minutes each so now then go to a 35 and then a 40 it's like dude come on give me a longer one um, so that's the um, only things. i'm like just make it however long it has to be don't concern yourself with those things alberto <laughs> i have because then i thought there is three minutes of previously on then five minutes of Credits and I start doing math, which I don't want. Don't do that, man. Don't, don't do math. Turn your brain off. All right. This is All a right. math free zone. <laughs> I'll try that. When I start kind of looking at the no, no, they said math free. I'll think about it. So, anyway, episode two drops. Did you notice any difference, Oti? We talked about this one of the interviews a while ago. Every episode, the intro is going to be a little bit different. The theme is going to have little notes that are different. Did you notice any of it now jumping to episode two? So with episode two, not really, but with episodes three, a little bit. It's, yeah. It's not that drastic, though. I'll say I forgot about it. When After I watched all three, then, oh, yeah, there was a cool intro, a little Andor and the moon changes. I, I, I love, like, the shot of the moon, like, slow. It, it yeah. kind of gave me, like, 2001... Uh, Vibes, mm -hmm. yeah, but. yeah. It's it's cool seeing a Star Wars show has have a little intro. Everything now has all those minute and a half intro. It's cool seeing it. Uh, so episode episode one, like Mo said, we saw a little bit of Cassian's kind of early age in Canary. Uh, indigenous people, no adults around, only the kids. Who knows what happens? That's the flies, baby. <sighs> Man, kids are, I have I have kids, but just kids running around, they're creepy. You, you gotta be careful. Children of the corn, all that stuff. You, you I, I've been watching I've been watching uh yellow jackets, so <laughs> I'm like kind of into that vibe. I'm like, oh my god, what are they gonna do? <laughs> I've been watching, I don't know. 
but episode two, Maggie, we know the story. We know that people are after Cassian. Cyril Korn went to the spaghetti eating cops to the other guy over the TV screen. Find who what that is. Do it now. But it's going to take forever. Well, someone's going to take your chair. The story's going. So episode two, just overall thoughts on it. I loved it. I absolutely love the Canari stuff. Um, I love the intentional decision not to have any sort of um, translation of yes. the children and that everything is very much like you infer from and like they're such good actors because you understand exactly like what the conversations they're having and their like little ceremony and like going off to like look at the crash site and like all of that you understand. And what I thought was so interesting was like seeing the mining facility because mm -hmm. this, this is like something I've always been like really fascinated with. And you see it a little bit more in um, the prequel or not the prequels, the sequel trilogy, like with Rose talking about like what happened to her planet and what the First Order did with like stripping it of all of its minerals. And so I thought the mining stuff with Kanari was really interesting because it's like that's probably what happened to all of their parents. They probably all went to work one day and never came back. And now they've had to form a society to move on, but that's probably, it's probably been a few years. And that's, that's why he's, he's been in this since he was six because the empire probably caused his family to die. Mm -hmm. And I just think that is so fascinating. And the way that they're constructing it, like just through into, you know, episode three with like Marva and Clem and like all of that, like the stuff that Diego said about this being like an immigrant story is so mm -hmm. interesting. Cause it's like also forced assimilation basically. Mm -hmm. Like he was taken. Yeah. And like this, the way that it is constructed is like as an anthropologist, just like fascinating. I was like, I want more of this in Star Wars. I want to see the fallout of the empire on people. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I like about the High Republic because you're seeing the stuff in the Outer Rim and like colonization and like all of that stuff that like makes it so interesting. Yeah. Just waiting for a Martian role character type to come. <laughs> I was and trying like, oh, not to. Like, you <laughs> see, Cassian, <laughs> all that they do is to keep you away from your family and your sister. But yes, we've been, from the trailers, this is, we were waiting for this. This kind of indigenous story, colonize, colonization, how is this gonna happen? And or being in this fight since six years, so what does this mean? And then, same as you, Maggie, I love that they kept it just a different language and just backtracking a little bit to when you say it, that we got the Daddy Five BBY. I love also in this show when we get um, Arubesh that they translate it for important things. I don't have to go, let me translate it like Mandalorian and all those people that love doing this. Yes, tell me what the important thing is. Yes, the kids, we, we need them to be that way in that planet, but I don't need to spend 30 minutes to learn that in Arubesh it said Canaan. Just tell me. If it's important, we're looking for Andor or we're looking for someone, call us now. Yes, let us know. We don't know everything. Oti, for you, episode two, even though it was shorter, you don't care about it. You <laughs> love this episode? Yeah, um, I have to be like very honest. All three oh. episodes like meshed yeah. into one. So I'm having like right now a hard time like separating what was episode one, episode three, episode two. But yeah, no, I liked it. I had no complaints complaints when it ended. Um, going to the Canary stuff, I also like, um, as I'm pretty sure, like, Diego's connected to this, but, like, the whole thing of the Amazons burning and mm -hmm. how, like, companies and corporations have, you know, slowly destroyed that, you know, um, 
forest. And so seeing that, seeing these indigenous kids, like that shot of him, like looking at the the mining facility yes. was like very shocking. And, you know, the, the ship crashing, like, you know, um, the technology like arriving to, to, to their space. So that was for me, like very interesting. And I, I really want to learn more about what happened in Canary and to what Maggie said, like that shock of suddenly like being with your tribe or family or whatever, and then being with these two dudes that you don't know that speak a different language. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she took him for very good reasons, but it's still a shock and it, it's going to have a trauma on him. And I can't wait to see that. And yeah. And like looking at the way I know that's it's episode three, but the way that he like I think he saw himself for the first time, like saw that, his own reflection for the was, first time. Uh, I was just like, this is this is a masterpiece. This is cinema. <laughs> this is everything to me. It was just it was it was so good because it like I feel like we always see like planets where people speak basic or like everybody knows how to communicate with each other or they have something that they can translate and just like this idea of an isolated place that has been ruined by the empire i mean these children are without their mm -hmm. family and these people like coming in and being like oh he doesn't speak basic like oh they're gonna come and kill him i guess we should just take him with no thought that he's, he's got family here family. he's got people here like <laughs> it's ah oh, i like i know she did a good thing but still she can completely change the entire trajectory of his life Mm -hmm. because of one you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions yeah all right we'll try if we need to mix episode we'll mix episode I, i'll try to keep it it's because it's, it's so connected I yeah know, I know. i'm sorry i'm sorry it's it's fine also Ati, you didn't get the show notes we're going episode by episode it's fine so <laughs> episode two for my notes the first thing is the canary mining disaster because then it connects to catalyst it connects to rock one it, even though no easter eggs it's there. Every time the Empire messes up a planet, they just chuck it to a mining disaster. No one's going to ask. It's always a mining disaster. So I love seeing that it's still following all that. But like you mentioned, just walking in there and seeing your planet or your town or whatever you live just kind of stripped to parts. And like you said, oh, it's real life, the Amazon and what's happening everywhere. And of course, you have to know about it. He has another show on Amazon. It's Pan and Circo, which talks about yeah. communities and all that. So I mentioned it because it's I listen in Latin American culture. It's something that's very present, very yeah. much talked about. Mm -hmm. So yes, and again, one of those things that we're not used to in Star Wars and having those connections to real world issues, but it's done in a way that means something. It's not like, haha, look, this cop is hitting on a minority, you wink, wink, wink. Like no, it means something. But then at the same point, we get these extreme cops. I don't know the name of the character. I guess he was in Batman, in the Batman, he's the commissioner, I think. Oh, that's where he's from. Yeah, someone posted it. I, I don't find these things out. And then he walks, oh, sir, I got the briefing on the way over. We got to go and hit him where it hurts. Of course, if we don't do anything, it's... I don't know what he said words. We don't do anything, then we're the bad guys. Let's go kick ass. And I, I, yes, yes, you're right. And he starts hyping himself up. And it's like, just take, take it, take it, take it down a notch. But that's what he wants. So we start seeing all these extreme people out there. And then the I don't want to say I guess confrontation between Marva and and Andor when he comes back and A B, don't say anything, and then read what it's out there, they're looking for you. 
that confrontation was great that made these characters feel real. That like we've been saying before, everyone has a name, everyone has a story. All these characters feel like actual people out there, not just a background character that came in to tell nothing against Kenobi, but when this guy came to Owen, hey, Owen, just to tell him that the Inquisitor was there. We don't know who he was. He didn't show up ever again. Everyone in Cassian's story has showed up multiple times and doing important things, especially at the end, everyone banging on the on the metal things and going to tell Biggs that someone's looking for Ando. These are characters that if anything happens to them, even freaking team, we feel so we feel bad for them. Because even in three episodes, we've grown to love these characters because they feel real. And that's one of the things that was great in that conversation when she started telling him, Oh, this person, this person you told that you were from Canary. Oh, what about you? Oh, they're all dead. Oh, no, 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 no. We're making a list, we're making a list, and everything counts. It's not just who you want. And all the women get thrown in his face. But again, it's that thing, that mother-son relationship, that parent relationship that a lot of us have been through. Of course, we love them, but we're going to have those confrontations make these characters feel connected to then episode three when the cops show up and push her around. It's like, oh, man, leave Marva alone. So, yeah, episode two, those are the things that I enjoyed. Little bit short. Everything else was great. I, I forgot about that line. If we're making a list, we're making a list. I, I love that line. Yeah, it's the way he delivered it because it's not just the people that you want to talk about. Let's bring up let's bring yeah. everyone. If we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right. So ah, Maggie, anything else there, from is episode two where Luthan's on the transport to Ferris and end. the guy yes. is just like chatting his ear off <laughs> about everything, anything, and it was like that's the thing. Another thing I really like about this is that there is superfluous, super, there is conversation not relevant completely to the plot that it's yeah. just flushing this out as a very real world. Cause like the stuff that they're chatting about when the guy is eating his pasta at work, like this yeah. is my lunch break and you're making me work during my lunch break. You freak that pillars <laughs> your outfit. Let's go. And then you have this guy on the transport that's just like, so what you doing? Oh, well, this is happening. And, you know, make sure you do this. And like, yeah, you come here often. <laughs> that that reminded me of every time I take a plane, I try not to speak Spanish. Because oh. every time someone will be like, oh, habla español. They come to talk to me. I'm like, I just want to <laughs> take a nap. Like Every time on. I go on a plane, I have my headphones and a book. Don't talk to me. And then I'm going to fall asleep because I fall asleep like this in planes for some reason. And unfortunately on someone's shoulder once, but that's another story. Yes. I punch you. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, don't talk to me. Strangers, please keep away. So yes, Maggie. And then he changes seat, right? I think he's across from here and then sits. It's, oh, just... oh, come on. And it was just, it was so funny. And it was like, it had nothing to do with the plot. It was just like, these are real people yeah. like in this, in this real world. And I love that. Cause I mean, that's what makes like, television and movies good is the stuff that helps you like build out the world and not everything has to be plot driven some of it is just slice we, of life we don't really get that that much in star wars star wars is always like focused on pushing the story forward and i really enjoy having those littler moments just getting annoyed they're fun they're fun yeah, yeah. so one thing that i love i was gonna leave it for the end but we're just jumping around about all these three episodes <laughs> is that yeah they're slow quote unquote but they don't rush the story and they don't rush characters introductions and motivation other episodes or other shows 
would have done this three just in one. You know, give me one 40 minute episode and we go from point A to point C. Here, let's take our time. And that's why we're so invested already in what, like six different characters. Again, I've enjoyed every other Star Wars show, but I feel like this would have gone in one 45 minutes episode in Mando, Kenobi, whatever. Point A, point B, okay, next week we gotta do something else. Here, we'll take our time. It's the same story, like you said, Maggie, everything's connected from the start to finish, and it pays off at the end. It makes a lot of sense, and it worked great. And so I hope that all the other kind of three episode chunks follow, follow suit. And you alluded to this, Alberto, but I really like that this episode is mainly focused on Canary. Like, who knows what that is? Who knows who's from there? Who told who? Like, it's... Yeah, you gotta sit there and watch it. Like, mm -hmm. it's not gonna be like all the bang, bang, bing, bing, pew, pew. Like, I also there's I love this moment between Marva and Cassian when he's like when she's asking him like, who did you tell that you're from Canary and not mm -hmm. Best? And like, it's probably one of your women, Cassian. <laughs> and she just and like just list off yeah. all the ones and then, and then B two's like B -b 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 Bix. <laughs> and Cassian's like, shh, 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 shh. I was like, come on, you guys have the vibes that you were a thing. Don't yeah. pretend yeah. you weren't. Yeah. Just like Tim's over here plotting your demise. <laughs> like you're my competition. Yeah. Um, I love thing that. I'll ask like, you. Yeah, Cassian's a player. I mean, I mean, looking like that, I, I don't. I know, right? I'm yeah. like, where do I sign up to be on this list? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone on Ferrix, everyone on Ferrix had a certain vibe. I mean, like, what's in the water over there? But Alti, when we did our on yeah, right, or Ando speculation, you thought, what if? B2's kind of memory chip or what not memory chip or kind of personalities put into K2. Are you still kind of I don't know, but I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, I know B2 is this it's a weird cat, it's a weird droid out there, but I so scared. It's, it's great. It's, I, I told my wife it's just like one of those on robot him. robot vacuums that just needs to go to the little charging uh, like, station at the yeah. end. Brava or Roomba. Yeah. I, um, I'm obsessed with his name being B2 Emo, because like Sam. Yes. He's red emo. and black, of course. It's going to be a little bit emo. That was during Cassian's punk phase. He's like, I'm going to name my B2 Emo. 2008 me would have like a B2 Emo shirt. Like, <laughs> we hate life. <laughs> it's coming. I'm sure it's still on Hot Topic somewhere. And I spent so many times filling out work. For, me for topic. Hot topic, they never call me a Plaza Carolina. It's like, dude, just give us your money. You're gonna buy a shirt. We're not gonna work here. We're, you're not getting the discount. Just get out of here. Um, what's his name? Freaking Tim. No, we'll get to Tim in a minute. Oh, let's talk so, about Rocco? Tim. Jelly. So, or... No. Uh. Anyway, we'll get him. It will come back. Well, let's talk about about Tim, the jealous boyfriend. Uh, would have been Chris and Cole's best friend because he messes up everything. So the jealous boyfriend, they have this relationship. But again, it's we know people like that. We know someone that's, okay, what's going on? It's obvious that Biggs and Cassian had a relationship. I might be third wheel. I'm going to check her text, go to the computer and see what she was looking at. As soon as he did that, you know, this guy is going to mess up. It doesn't help that they went to the like little cantina to have a little yeah, meeting. I got I errands like, to run. It's always I got errands. How many you know errands what? do you have in a day? 
there's there's of course the element of the jealous boyfriend, but I also saw it in a way like he he knows Cassian's up to no good because he knows they're looking for him. And I kind of think he thinks that he'll drag uh, Bix into it and get her in trouble. So, because he doesn't seem to be like angry at her and like starting a fight with her, he just like gives out Andor and he's like, "Yeah, they'll take care of it." Yeah, just I mean, let out your, I, I just want to say what he did was bad. Like, I'm not defending him, but I don't think he's like a bad dude. He did a bad thing and he paid for it. So, the morning after conversation cracked me up. Just like because he was, he was so he was in such a weird mood. I was like, this, yeah. this is such a fun. I was yeah, sucks on. I watch this because I'm like, I can't believe we're having like a mo like a morning after and like she's dressing and like I was like, this is so weird in my Star Wars. I love it. Give me more. Right. So let's um, talk about. Oh. I, I wasn't so shocked by it. Like everyone was like, they did the thing. I'm like, the thing. I love, and this is why we're not allowed to have this in Star Wars because we're all just like. <laughs> did you yeah. Didn't had Solo try? Yeah, Solo didn't try to take Kira to Lando's bed during the movie like twice, making out in the cape closet. And now we all just kind of Mormon like. I mean, yeah, and Elsa Elsa was straight up fantasizing when Ty Yorick touches a hand, and she's like, "Stop thinking about that." I mean, now I'll say Ty Yorick. I understand. So, <laughs> um, okay, Andor. But yeah, it's a scene that you don't expect in Star Wars. She kind of takes her coat off or a big jacket. The camera kind of pans. There's a bed, the room, sits down. Okay, this is what's happening. It's the morning. He's wearing socks. First time I've seen socks in Star Wars. Weird conversation. Oh, yeah, I'll do the calf now. Are you okay? Oh, just tired or whatever. Oh, dude, you got to speak He knows up. what he did. He knows what he did. There was a phones in Star Wars. Remember when Book of Boba Fett, there was phone and people flipped out? There's pay phones mm -hmm. now in Andor also. Canary. Not Canary in Ferrix. Um, Stellan Skarsgård character. What's his freaking name? Luthen. Luthen Thank you. Luthen Rail, Alti. Very important, apparently, in the rebellion. Has a nice wig that we'll see at some point. Did you like Luthen? Yeah. Ander. Yeah. No. He, he's barely in the episode. He's just like annoyed, and I identified <laughs> with him, so I liked him. Yeah, you were pretty. You were Luthan when you got back to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Someone <laughs> sat right next to me and wanted to talk throughout the whole flight. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so Maggie, episode three starts back in on Canary. The kids go to explore the crash site. It's weird looking people, yellow. I don't know if because of the poison gas or they're just a different species. And then all hell breaks loose. Kill the, the girl, the leader. Then they get shot with like 20 darts before they die. That poor guy. And, and like you said a few minutes ago, then Cassian goes up. He's just so frustrated. Takes all his frustration out on the first piece of technology that he sees when he sees his reflection. Where were some of your feelings watching this scene, Joss? Again, learning more about Cassian's kind of backstory and just where it leads to then, here comes Marva to take him. I just, I was so enraptured with this whole thing. Um, and I love the way that it parallels throughout the present story as, as well, because the way that the end of the episode is framed with him 
being taken away against yeah. his will but like he really doesn't have a choice because like he he probably would have been killed mm -hmm. if he had stayed there because he he doesn't understand what's going on and then with luthan forcing him to make this decision and again not really having a choice because if he stays on ferrix he's, he's probably gonna yeah. get killed so it's like showing these two pivotal moments in his life where like his choice has been taken away from him and i think like moving that forward to rogue one like the decision to die for this cause is his active choice he did not have to do the things that he did. He knew he was going to, to scare up and dying. Like, there's no way around that. And I think it's just interesting to see, like, how they contrast that. And just the stuff with Canary is just so fascinating on so many levels. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love it. And, like, not to compare and contrast, but I was talking with, um, I think it was Arzu I was talking about this with, but, like, some of the stuff with Cass's backstory is what I wish we could see with Den because they're not mm -hmm. really dissimilar in their stories. Um, Den just ended up with a cult uh, because he was taken away from his parents. They didn't really have a choice. It was a good thing that, you know, the Mandos mm -hmm. came and saved him, but still he was a young child taken away from his family who didn't really understand what was going on, taken in by people who weren't like him and his trajectory of his life changed. And I wish that we could get some of these kind of moments in Mando, because I think it would help really connective tissue wise with his story and like where he is emotionally. And seeing this so early on with Cassian and getting to see like why he is the way he is and knowing that like, even though he has had a decent life, like he obviously loves Marva, like his mother, he still is mourning and searching for a part of him that mm -hmm. he's lost because he's still actively looking for his sister. He's never forgotten where he came from. And I think it's just like such a like really important story to tell in this like side of the the galaxy. And I think that, I don't know, it just, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's yeah. So good. I mean, it was, it was great. And again, it's, we got that so, through three episodes. It's not just, let's just jam it in, in one. And like you said, the way it connected with the ending, just going back and forth, him kind of looking over the shoulder to whoever was piloting the ship at whatever time period was just great storytelling. And I was thinking the same thing, all his choices or the times that his life had a kind of a big change, it wasn't his. He was have, had to live with someone because the the other kind of choice was just dying there. Oti, we've seen now Star Wars doing more kind of flashbacks and kind of getting better at it. Like Maggie said, Mando, we got a few in episode in season one and they were great because, oh, we got all these Mandos and all this stuff and we saw battle droids then in in kenobi when we go back to the clone wars in that episode how he just opposition with what's happening in his fight with vader and anakin and now we get even more backstory for andor what were some of your thoughts about this you talked early on about marva taking him just your overall thoughts on it and do you think we're going back to canary at some point with more uh kind of flashback to see what happened there i i hope so because there's also like um lore things that i'm interested with for example uh the, the guys that die they have like the yeah. separatist patch but then uh what's marva's husband's name um i think it's clem. her husband clem. clem clem mentions they're actually republic so why are republic people dressed as mm -hmm. separatists i think there's a story there um mm -hmm. so we'll see and maybe it's a story that doesn't need to be told but i, I found it to be interesting um and uh, maggie mentioned that i alluded to it but that scene when he sees his reflection was just like chef's kiss. <laughs> like i was like oh my god we're doing this um 
And yeah, no, but I really hope we get to Canary and explore what happened there to him. I mean, I'm gonna be repeating the same thing that you guys said that that scene of him going because when we saw it in the trailers that he kind of is walking up and there's just a body on the floor and oh maybe that's his parent he was working that place and he died and that's why he's been on this fight or whatever but no this works so much so much better his reaction to seeing himself first kind of shocked he's touching his face to make sure he's the same person and then just all his frustration what happened just goes there but yeah i'm like oh his people are there clem kind of says he has people here he can run no, we gotta take him. Like no, no thought behind it. Like, oh, he's gonna die. We gotta take him. Whatever the other, the repercussions of this. There's no time to think about it. I'm like, no, his sister is down there. I don't know how many kilometers or whatever. Take him over. You just came here. You can take him back. But yeah, I was also confused because I thought, okay, this is the empire. Oh, they said the republic is coming. But then I saw the patch and I, oh, okay, I'm confused. I don't know who's who's here, maybe the Republic is coming because they were following them. But I think Marva says, oh, there's a Republic person. There's a, what, I, what is the Republic gonna do when they say, see one of them dead, they're gonna kill him. So a little bit confused about it, but very interested. So hopefully we get more. But yeah, everything on Canary was great. And also moving now to the present, present day, people don't know a lot about Canary. That's when we find out, oh, he's lost in a mining disaster. Everyone died. I like. I know this is a serious show, but I love that conversation, that little scene when Cassian goes to this guy, hey, I need a ship for this afternoon. I'm leaving X amount of credit, and he's with this little alien just talking back and forth about Canary. I told this Canary, I told you the same thing. Just give me more of those weird aliens. We don't know, need to know what they're talking about. Uh, so yeah, episode three was great, but then we get uh, the corpus coming to town. We need 14 or whatever people go to Marva. Oh, we need to leave two people here and all hell breaks loose. Everyone's banging. Oti. I, Police okay. brutality, unfortunately, has been in the news for years now in Puerto Rico. I said before, my dad used to be a criminal defense lawyer back home. One of his clients were the FUPO, Frente Unido de Policías Organizados, a oh. group of uh, co-op of police officers over there had him on retainer. I saw videos of police brutality in clubs and all this, and the way they try, no, he attacked me. I was just pulling him off. I seen this, and now it's there. So it's through this. I mean, it's it's the truth. Like, what, what can I say about what can I say that has not been said? Like, it's on so display. If, if you want to, yeah, seeing this in Star Wars. On a Disney show, was it something you thought you would ever see? I mean, see? no, because it's kind of always been there. Like, stormtroopers are just brainless dude doing <laughs> their jobs. And it's just, you know, it's justified because they're just doing their jobs. And it's not. And so, like, it's a little bit more explicit. But I think it's always been there. And if you don't want to see it, then, I mean, good for you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> mm I'm guessing you, you enjoy this scene, watching all these police, I mean, the way they escalate everything, just I a mean, few people, and they're, they're everywhere. They're trying to intimidate us. It's just... I mean, yeah. I So I sometimes... So in the University of Puerto Rico, there's always, like, big protests, and there's mm -hmm. always clashes with the police, and it's always, like, been this thing, like, they use, like, four cops to stop one guy, and it's just, like, yeah. this skinny kid 
with spray paint like what's the necessity and here's like the same thing oh we gotta stop this one guy he killed two cops who were drunk by the way yeah um so like why do you need 14 people to stop him why can't you just go and arrest him like ah, i don't know so i i thought it was like very very explicit like and again i think it's always been a part of star wars maggie was cassian in the room by leaving a a communicator with B2 and then just calling in the middle. <laughs> that was sad. I'm like, like, B2, Cassian's... you're saying, yes, say they're here Cassian's or something. He just, he was like, okay, I'm going to be over here in this location. <laughs> Tell Marva that I left the money under the porch. Like, I was like, dude, stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had so much anxiety both times that I watched it. Like the first time and then even knowing it, the second time I watched it, I was like, mm. oh my God, Cassian, what are you doing? They're going to come for you. Which is like everything about that scene, like the way it was played out was just like so good because the reactions from all of the cops being like oh my god this guy's mm. so stupid obviously we're gonna catch him because he just like told us where he is yeah. it was it was so good it was so every everything about the final act of this episode was so good because it came together mm -hmm. like the way that like brasso and his like i don't know what they were doing like junkyard whatever that mm -hmm. occupation was like the fact that they tied up that ship so it would crash yeah when they tried to take off and the way that like the first two episodes lay up the fact that like everybody's kind of tired of Cassian's shit. Um, <laughs> like they're yeah. just really tired of him. And yet in the heat of the moment when like things are going down, they're like, that's one of ours. That's yep. that's part of our community. We're not letting these guys take him without like a fight. And the way that everybody unified to like shut down and like bang on the things to make them uncomfortable and unnerved was just like so good. Yeah. So yeah, good. The first time when the first guy, which I forgot he forget his name, is the one that went to tell Biggs what's going on. He starts banging on the things. Oh, this is us. So he's calling two Cassians, so he knows that something's happening. Oh, every single person, everyone shuts down the doors to their establishment. All right, okay. You'll do what you need to do. And then everyone keeps kind of banging on it. Uh, let me just take him out for a minute. Just great, like you mentioned, just the whole community or the whole town came together. Yeah, we might come with he owes money to a lot of us, but we're not gonna let him just them kind of just take him. And also how incompetent all these corpus are. They, what do you mean? They oh now there's two of them. Oh no, we're screwed. And then that crushes, they're everywhere, we're surrounded. It's like there's two people. You're gonna learn how to so do dramatic. it. <laughs> and then you just yeah. have Karn over here like yeah, it's like when so they escape. So we had the whole scene with Luther, and we saw that in the Disney Plus kind of ex, um, special that we got Disney, Disney Plus Day. I'm glad that they didn't show the whole thing on Disney Plus Day. They only saw like five minutes kind of intercut because it was a lot better to see the whole thing. And then of course you know the first speed is not gonna be them. They go out through the through the side door, and then Karn is like, "Oh, I'm screwed now. I didn't get him." They told me not to do this. I got this guy screaming in my face, and I just, uh, uh, I'm in shock. So, again, I hate that guy. Consequence, I, I, consequence. Just yes, consequence. it's like, oh, now I got to deal with the consequences <laughs> of my own actions. Not like we know about that on Twitter. But, again, it was just so brilliant the way the whole, the three episodes just worked together so great that even though I complain a little bit about, oh, they were too short or whatever. They just work so great. So I'm a little bit afraid for episode four. You've seen it. I'm glad. Don't tell me anything. I know I joked about it. 
but I don't know that waiting. I'm gonna see how that wait between episode four and five. How is it going to be? Look who's here, Michael from Two My Two Networks. Here, hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us at the end of our Mando talk. I mean, Andor talk. But whoa, we got more show going on. <laughs> and mo yeah, Mando. I love that voice around the connection to me. Yes, ten men feel like a hundred. Cassian knows all that distraction kind of works. So then Maggie just finishing off the Android talk, just overall kind of feelings by the end of the episode three, when it's going to episode four, which again, I know you've seen it. So without giving too much, we don't want to get you in trouble to say something you shouldn't before time. Like, unfortunately, a lot of people do. But one thing that I can, well, I don't know if we're getting episode four, is now to see the difference when they go to Coruscant and when modern Mothman descended, their side of it compared to this kind of lower level people just trying to live their life to know the glitz and glamour of the Senate to say, I want to see that difference. But before you saw episode three, episode four, what were your feelings going into it? Um, I was so happy. I mean, I, I genuinely cried. So I had gotten two different sets of screeners for things that were like my most anticipated things. The other one was Vampire Academy mm -hmm. and they were both so good. Andor and this were both so good. I watched them in the same week and I was just like, I am so blessed to have so much good television at the end of this year. It's like, yeah. it's just, it's so good. Andor is like everything I've waited for since 2018. It was worth the wait. Uh, and I'll never be sorry for loving casting Andor. <laughs> no, you can't. Look at that face. And even the I one know. with the beard. It's Look at little, him. Oh, perfect. It's great. Those jackets. My perfect little troublemaker. Yeah. And so he stylish. Owes, he owes money to everyone and he has this cool jacket. I'm pretty sure it's expensive. Come on, I need some of that. Oti, we're just kind of finishing off just that end scene with Cassian and Luthen kind of driving off to his ship. Uh, Cyril Conjo's dead face that his plans laid to waste, consequences of his own action. Didn't get the thief or the murderer. Now he has to answer to his boss when he gets back from that empire retreat. So your feelings on that ending and then kind of moving to episode four, how are you feeling? So uh, one of my favorite things about the ending is like him looking through the, the glass of the cockpit and it's like kind of his uh, twin, twin sons moment, but it's kind of like also sad because he's leaving this life for the second time because it's of course cut mm -hmm. with the canary scene. And, you know, it's, uh, how am I feeling for episode four? Um, more excited than I was for episode one. Like, mm -hmm. and I was very, very much excited for the show. So that's like a testament to what they gave us with this first three, three episodes. And yeah, I can't wait to see what this show is going to, because we, what's interesting for me is like, I was thinking the whole um, Mon Mothma thing was going to be present from yeah. the beginning and the Senate and everything. And it wasn't. So I'm interested to seeing how what we got is going to evolve into that. Yeah, that's similar to what I mentioned. But uh, yeah, so similar to you that said that Rogue One is so your bottom of the list. Michael is saying Rogue One is so his bottom, but Anders is the best thing that they have given us. Do you think, and I know what is still early, only three episodes out of 12. Do you think, uh, at least so far, have your, not feelings toward Rogue One, but... Are there certain scenes right now that you see a little bit different after this first three episodes, or is it too early? I think it's a little bit too early. 
I think so. Yeah. I, I don't hate Rogue One. I just want to like I I'll, I watch the movie. Like, I watch the movie once a year. Every I, week. I, I was every... I was so happy during the watch along. No, you had you were. I had to leave. I had to leave. <laughs> you left because you loved it so much. Every time so you get a boring. chance, you're like this this again. Andor, no one cares about him. I, I saw I saw Rogue One six times in the theater. <laughs> that's how much I hate it. Yeah. It's... I think that's how many times I saw it in theater, too. See? See? But I've also it. watched it like 300 times, extra times. <laughs> I've watched it like maybe three times. So how many years has it been? Uh, 2016. 2016? Yeah, Eight 2016. years? Six years? Oh, oh, my God. Six years? Six years. Oh, I'm old. Don't. 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 You're older. I know. I can't walk. <laughs> I'm baby. Yeah. It's, we're in order right now. So I'm, so, when I, I feel like this, I'm the same age. I, I think so. I don't want to get into that. Okay. I just think about <laughs> my brothers. My brothers are older than me, so always. I think so you're about, the baby. Okay. There yes, go. the 42 year old <laughs> baby. One of my brothers is 50, the other 44. So I'm like, eh, I, I'm good. All right, anything else with Andor before we break out to our other things? Nah, good show. Good start. Yeah. Yes. Like it. So good soup. Star good. Wars, yay. Yay. More Star Wars. I think you Wars. all will like episode four. Thank you. That's that's all we need yeah. to know. Um, I'm still not I know a lot of people have already said this is the best Star Wars show, this is best best thing Disney has ever done in Star Wars. I'm not at that point yet. I'm ready to stamp it with that. <laughs> I think that since you saw Andor, you're like, yes, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> so I think that by the end, I might be there in terms of TV shows, Star Wars TV shows might be. Again, I want to see the whole season. But so far, I'm happy. My hopes that it was going to be my most anticipated show are, are there because I've enjoyed it very much. And I'm sad because next Wednesday, I won't be able to watch it till the afternoon. So I won't log on to anything. Unless the storm comes and then I don't have work that day. And if I have power, then I'll watch it. Okay. I don't want to wish for a category three hurricane to come, but. You don't want that. Don't <laughs> no. Want that. Even though I'm in the middle in Florida, North Central. Anyway, it's going to suck. All right. So with that, we'll move to our next segment, which we like to call here a world between fan. And Alti, I don't know if you know, I've been watching Doctor Who, Alti, I don't know if you know, that's the TARDIS. That sound is the TARDIS. I'm so happy you're watching Doctor Who. I'm re-watching. And Alti, I'm about to pick you up. So I watched till the end of Matt Smith. I know, I know you tried watching it. It wasn't for you. I I saw Peter Capaldi as well. So so I watched till, I think the first one of Peter Capaldi back whenever they started. And I stopped watching. I'm like, I can't. I can't go through this. I suffered too much when Matt Miss left. I mean, when um, David Tennant left. David Tennant left because he's still Devastation. my Devastation. Yes, yeah, I can do this. Doctor. And then Matt Miss left. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm out. And I said, no, I got to do this again. So I saw it all the way. And I love this Matt Miss era more than I did the first time. The last five episodes are just tough, some of the best. And then I started with Peter, and I'm like, I'm, I think I'm already done with season eight or whatever his first season is. I just finished that. So yeah, I'm loving it. I still love Doctor Who. 
I'll see because I wanna I wanna get cut caught up with everything that's going on. All right, but before we talk about there's no Doctor Who right now. Too. All you gotta do is Rings of Power. So Maggie, I know you say you haven't watched it, right? You watch yeah, it Monday. I've not watched it. Don't watch it Monday. I'll we'll try to keep spoilers to a minimum. Galadriel dies. I've already I've already had to read stuff about it for work, so like spoilers <laughs> do not follow oh, me. All right, so I'm gonna say this. Oti, you remember when we did our first award between fandoms? We had our confessions. I was on the fence if Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, what was kind of my most my favorite thing, kind of in the balance. I don't know. It's starting to starting to tilt towards Middle Earth. This Bye, episode. Hi, Maggie. So hey, oh, I so have the privilege now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how it feels. I don't like that. Get out. I'm going back to my spot. Okay. There we go. That was I, fantastic I timing. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I, no, I won't do that again. You know what, Alberto? I again I'm not that huge into Lord of the Rings, and it's I haven't like given it the time. But I think Lord of the Rings and Star Wars are two franchises that are like the most similar in terms of themes and what they tackle. I, you know, it's, I think the urge is to compare Rings of Power to House of Dragons, but like no. if you like strip it down, they're so different. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. So I think there's a lot of crossover between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Yes. What I was trying to say before I was so rudely. Now you know how that feels. I know it feels bad. I, I'll <laughs> try not to do it. I'll probably do it next week. But this episode, man, this was a movie. This felt to me like the back okay. half of the Two Towers and the first half of Return of the King. Uh, this is that. my favorite episode so far of the series. We just spent an hour and twenty minutes talking about Andor. I enjoyed this more than the three episodes of Andor's. I was tearing up multiple times. I watched it this morning laying on the couch after my run because I couldn't move. And I teared up again at the ending. Just okay. Galadriel and Hellbrand finally coming together for that one purpose of going back to Middle Earth. It's like, okay, it took three episodes were here. And seeing Hellbrand, which I was kind of, I didn't like this character through the trailer. So it's this guy, I don't want you here. I'm a Stan now. I'm seeing him in his armor at the end. It's like, oh, cool. oh man, cleans up good. And then Galadriel coming in. She, the son just follows her. And everyone is in awe. She's walking in with her full armor. And everyone, Numeno is going to fight. Dude, I was over. And then every, I'm still, who's Halbrand? What's going on with him? What's going on? I think he's Sauron. I think he's Sauron. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh. I am convinced. <laughs> like, because I just I ah because I know so much of like the stuff like in the lead up to the show everyone kept being like who's who is he who is he gonna be and the fact that he he just is suspicious literally every time he does anything on the show I'm like Sauron that's Sauron <laughs> and just the idea of the thing that Galadriel is the most afraid of being with her the entire time as she yeah. like it's just and the stuff with him looking at the forge so like he's either going to be one of the people who helped forge the rings mm -hmm. or he is Sauron. The thing, and I think a pretty face. I think a pretty face being Sauron is I, like I perfect twist. Could it be like the Revan thing that he doesn't not know he's Sauron? Oh, that's what God. I hope. That's like I because like I just feel it. I just feel, it. and also like the <laughs> weird chemistry between them two. I'm like that makes it even worse if he's Sauron. But like if he doesn't know and like something. And who's the stranger then? So it's too obvious. It's 
Who do you say? The stranger. I, said, uh, I think the stranger is Sauron. Like, that was where I was going, that he's Sauron. I think okay. it's too... They're kind of pushing you to think that way too easily. Which is like, then you twi twist it. Yeah. Like, ha you thought. Because <laughs> the previous episode, this Waldreg, or whatever his name is, the older guy from the village, tells Theo, yeah, they, you, oh, you, saw you see thing? that thing, that's Sauron. And today, or yesterday, when he's having the flashback, and they pull out the debris of it, it's basically the eye of Sauron. So yeah, of course it's Sauron. He's not Sauron. And if he is, I'm going to freaking hate it because he's with the Harfoots and Poppy I'm singing the song and I'm crying because he didn't make it. Dude, the, it's the, awesome. And not can't anymore. The Harfoots are going to be fine because they're going to build the Shire eventually yes. at some time. So calm down. But that's... <laughs> But apart from Sauron, there's also Anatar, who's who convinces Celebrimbor to make the rings. So both can be true. I don't know. Yeah. I'm the other thing. The other thing that made me think that Halbrand is Sauron was last week's episode where he gets like hassled by those guys in like the courtyard, and he just flips and he like takes them out so easily. And I was just like, so I said that. That's where I started loving him, just like Andor murdering someone. It's because, and who's this guy? He's on the raft. He doesn't want to do this. And then he doesn't fight. He freaking goes nuts and takes them out easily, breaks a hand. But then this episode, and yeah, like you said, he's interested in the force. She wants to win the guild. But then this episode, when him and Galadriel have their talk about why are you doing this, and he kind of pulls out, you don't know what I did. You don't know what happened for me to be on that raft. And it kind of flashbacks, not flashback, moves a little bit to Adar and everything going on with the orcs. And he talks, what I did to leave that, to be here, you know, when I when these, these people know and you know, you're going to cast me out. So I think he did something because Adar is all scarred up. I think he's the one that did that to him as he's leaving. Is he Sauron? I don't know. I'm still leaning that he's one of the nine, but he could be Sauron. Oh, my nose just fell. But that ending, and I love that they didn't spend time in that council with the queen at the end when he's, oh, the queen summoned you. He just puts down his little pocket money that he has with his emblem and then just picks it up and it goes straight to him in his full armor. I'm like, oh, I love you now. I don't know why, but I love you. But this episode to me was just, like they say, perfect, 10, no notes. I might I, be leaning to. I'm more excited if I'm told you can only watch the end of Andor or the end of Rings of Power. I'm going Rings of Power. I've seen more episodes. So, yeah. so I, I'll just say I'm liking it way more than I was at the beginning, but I still think it's my biggest issue with it is I sometimes feel it's more focused on having you go like, oh, it's yeah. a thing from that book than like telling its story. And I think it's gotten better at it, but I still feel it's kind of struggling a little bit with that. I'm There's not on some... the same page as you. Yeah. Because like, some... again, I have not read the books and I, I've seen the movies once or twice. So a lot of it goes over my head, but not in a sense that I missed it in the sense that like, I'm not getting the story. Like, I, I don't know where we're going. And there's a lot of, and because of the rights that they own, because they only have the yeah. rights to the appendixes. And yeah. so there's appendices. I can never remember which is the plural and which is. The <laughs> so it makes it a little bit different because they're like filling in the blanks in between things that some people know because they've read the books, not just the, yeah. the cliff note version. So like, there's a lot of different stuff to it. I do think that's where there's some breakdown and like, 
things are a little bit different, but like they're not explaining why it's different. And like, there's, it, it's good. It's good. I'm yeah, it's good. It. It, yeah, it's it's it has not lost me at all. Mm -mm. Well, it's it's actually gotten me more interested as I've went because the first episode I stopped like forty five minutes in and I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then I finished it and, and I went to episode two and I was like, okay. I, I okay. didn't. Okay, I was upset with with episode two. Like fandom menace upset. I was like, they ruined it. But <laughs> I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I think you were here when we discussed episode two, probably. No, but I, I had not watched it. I had not watched. Oh, it. that was right. Come on, episode two was great. I think I like two more than did I? I don't remember. I get no episode one. Just that that intro to episode one was just something different. I loved episode one. But and also. And I, I, I love the lore more. So all those little mentions, even every time they mention uh, whatever it is, I'm like, ah, I've heard that before. Even if I don't remember the whole backstory to it. But what, same with Halbrand's journey, I'm so interested in where that's going because we don't know who he is. On the other end, Isildur, which we know where his story ends. And right now he's in a place trying to prove to Elendil, who's going to be the king of Gondor, to prove his worth to go on this journey. He's like, you haven't proved it. You don't want this. To know that he's going to be the one to save everyone or kind of save and then mess up. That's me enthralled. In, in a and sense, I, it, I, I'm very interested in that story. And I, even like kind of distracted by it. Because it's like, yeah, you're going to play a big role in it. But you're going to ruin everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But again, people say, oh, why care about Andor? Because we know where this story is going to end. Uh, it's all that in between. That's where I am with yeah. Isildur now, with Halbrand. Halbrand, again, I don't know where his story's going, where Isildur, with Elendil, Elrond. Oh, Elrond and Elrond's Durin. Elrond's story, I'm, I'm loving that story. Yeah. So, Maggie, when you can watch it, let us know what you think. It was good. It, this episode was really good. I think three and four have been great. Maybe. Yes. Or five. This was five. Four and five. Oh, the, oh then three, four, and five have been good. Yeah. yeah, we'll have three episodes left. I don't like that. Um, oh, yeah, let's talk about House of Dragons. House of the yeah. Dragon. Let's talk about Blood. it. The wedding. You're uh, you're excited, Maggie. You hadn't seen the last episode of Rings of Power. Let you start this episode of House of the <laughs> Dragon. You came in. You didn't want to watch more Game of Thrones. You were burned by season eight. Oh my God, so I was some so memes. burned by season eight. I am. I was. So so mad at season eight. I was like, I'm never watching anything Game of Thrones again. I'm done. It's over. I was mad about Jamie Lannister. I was mad about what they did with Sirius. Like, I was mad. And I'm still mad. I actually was watching like Jamie content a couple days ago. And I was like, I'm still mad. I'm so sorry what they did to you, but I am watching House of Dragon now. Um, so yeah, I was like, I was not wanting to watch it. I was like editing articles about it. I was like, whatever, this seems stupid, whatever. <laughs> and then I saw this, like, I saw Matt Smith with his hair cut, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, and I was like, maybe I'll watch it, and then I saw some memes, and I, like, wanted to understand the context of the memes, so, because I, I don't like being on the outside looking in, and, like, one of my friends was like, I think you'd like it, and I was like, and then I heard there was, like, controversial ships, and I was like, hey, maybe I'll watch it. And yeah, so I watched the first episode like on a Saturday and then binged the three the three other episodes on the Sunday before the, the wedding episode. I'm hooked. I'm like, I'm reading fanfic about it. I'm like looking at TikToks about it. I'm sending like memes. Like I'm I'm all in. I'm I'm hooked. And it was Matt Smith with the stupid blonde yes. hair. 
I made it through all of Matt Smith as doc as the doctor without ever becoming a fan of Matt Smith. I like I like I'm a fan of him, but I wasn't like, ooh, Matt Smith. Mm. All the Matt Long Smith hair. from Doctor Who. That's where he became famous. I, I know who he is. <laughs> so, Oti, we didn't get a chance to talk about episode four, but episode we ha- five. We haven't talked at all. We talked about the first two episodes. Yeah. And we don't have time to go back. I, and... No, no, no. I, I, I'm loving the show. Like, it's it reminds me so much of the first three seasons of Game of Thrones, which I think are just perfection. The best. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just like, it's not dipping. Every episode has been consistent. And... I'm very happy with it. Um, I love the very complex characters we're dealing with. Like, mm-hmm. I love Viserys, but I'll never forgive him for what he did in episode one. But he's a character that every scene he has with Rhaenyra, I'm like, just like, oh my god. And Damon is a horrible human being, I so but I love him. I love yes. Him. Every time he shows up, I'm like, yes. Like more Damon, and what is he gonna do? <laughs> but he's horrible. He's a horrible person. I'm so excited for tomorrow because like he's a girl dad, and I'm like I cannot wait oh, for that. Yeah. I like looking at the pictures. I'm like I love a good girl dad that was like super horrible, but like loves his daughters. Yeah. Um, to be serious, Oti, I said the only thing I hated, not hated, but my only complaint about the first episode was the series, Patty, or yeah, Patty. I didn't see him as the series. He swam me over. I love him as the king. He does. He's great in this in this role. He tries to die every five minutes, and they don't let him. Keeps coming back. He's rotting away. <laughs> so man. disgusting. Grayscale, right? Like that's what. No, it's I, I think I think it's not. I, at first, I did, but I don't think he has grayscale. He looks worse than Palpatine on Exodus. <laughs> like he's like, like yeah. Oh <laughs> man, he just wants to do. Just let me go, and no more and drama. Then, uh, People don't let him. Or is it the it's the throne poisoning him, right? Because he's yeah, not he's, a good king. That, it's rejecting him. Oh, because he's gotten cut like twice, and yeah, that, they had to cut his fingers off. It's and getting then, like, the infected. It's getting like yeah. infected. Yeah. So the, the throne's rejecting him. Yeah. Oh god. So for this episode, I mean, I... he he's the kind of guy like Westeros constantly rejects because mm-hmm. he's someone who desperately wants to do the right thing, but he doesn't know how to balance that with being a king, and that's gonna be his downfall. Yeah. But I love how the episode starts with him going to, I forget the name of the place, or going to visit Velaryon. That's his snake over there. And I love, he's the king of the Seven Kingdoms, and there's no one there to greet him because he's burned Velaryon so many times. I'm not going to go. But then he's so prideful that I'm still the king. I'm not going to sit down every time. Oh, just take a seat. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm not going to sit down. I'm the king. I'm in charge. So I love, that's what, okay, Viserys, I got you. He falls down when he gets back to King Landing, but that's okay. Yeah. But just the entrances to this wedding or this reception, everyone just costume design, music. The costume design is insane. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and look at me talking. The hair, right? Rhaenyra's hair with all the gems. It's like, oh, what am I talking about this, there? Here, it's like, oh, it's not good. I know it's good because I never pay any attention yeah. to any of this, and I'm like, oh my god, look at the dress. Yeah. Well, the, we have. <laughs> Her coming, and then and all the Valerion and his son, all the all of them coming with a great entrance. Everyone just pours like the adult version of Goblet of Fire in Harry Potter when everyone, all the houses are coming. It's just (laughs) oh, this is. And then Damon goes in. No one stands up. No one cares, and it's like 
besides that, just, just get him a chair. Get him a chair. Yeah. Then this guy. Every single week, Damon's like, oh, remember when you guys like exiled me or anything? Anyways, I'm rolling up. Yeah. I got oh, my yeah. invite. My <laughs> wife died. And now I want all of her kingdom that you were going to give her. I'm going to be there next week. I hope to see you there. And he's like, oh, crap. I'm, I'm the next. I'm dead now. And then, of course, Alison, the queen, comes in with her green dress. Gorgeous. I didn't know. I'm like, that green dress has to mean something. And then, of course, they cannot tell you banners. They're calling banners to war. And then her family says, oh, we're with you. She's like, oh, she's, she's done with this shit. Because freaking Chris and Cole couldn't keep his mouth shut. Oh my god, that, that scene, like, she's like, so do you know the rumors of, yes, we slept together, we did, yes. She and I, Chris and Cole and Rhaenyra, Targaryen, yes. It, it took me 20 minutes to get my arm And then she wouldn't run away from me, because literally nothing she said to me would have indicated that she abandoned her dragons, and I got yeah. mad, so anyways, let's uh, Even Alison was like, bro, what? Like, keep your <laughs> It's, and then see, Allison was like, well, anyways, I can use this to further my end. Yeah, I'm here with freaking... This is on my lap. <laughs> with Palpatine melting away and you're banging two of the hottest people in Westeros. I don't like this. <laughs> and then um, the other guy, the Knight of Kisses, has to also try to... Oh, I know your secrets. You're dead. But I also, knew. He, he was like so friendly about it. He's like, hey, we got our backs. And he's like, I'm going to destroy your face. When that happened, I like Joffrey. Yes. If you're it's Joffrey, really you're... bad to be named Joffrey and at a wedding. <laughs> yep. It's just yeah. like not a good omen. Nope. When Joffrey went to him and said that, and you can see in his face, he's not liking it. I said, at some point, Christian Cole is going to do something against his character. At the end of the season, two, two seasons from now, something's going to happen. He's going to flip. It took him 10 minutes. You don't dance with my lover, whatever, and get away with it. And he freaking went nuts. He like, destroys his face. Oh. That was so famous. what's funny is, so he's Dornish. And I was laughing. I was like, this is why Pedro Pascal's character uh, gets his head bashed in in the future. Just bad, bad vibes. Bad vibes yeah. from Dorn. <laughs> this is payback. Yeah. Tried to kill himself. Allison said, no. Keep your cool, man. Yeah, you're being like, Just let him die. I, I was <laughs> nervous. He's like the, the way everyone was like, Kristen Cole is an insult. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was nervous because I know where his story goes a little bit. So Me I was too. like, Wait, they're they're gonna kill him. I don't. I know. I was like, this is but, not right. And spoiler like, alert: oh. it gets worse. <laughs> oh, it gets so much gonna... worse. He's uh, I hate him. <laughs> So He's this is where I'm glad I haven't read anything Game of Thrones because everything is going to be oh, a surprise so he, for me. Okay. I know nothing. I, I, okay. so, um, so anyways, I really like the, we got a nice little um, break bone scene. <laughs> I loved Harwin stepping up. Harwin's strong, my man. Cannot wait for more tomorrow. <laughs> is, is that one that just broke up, broke that fight up? Yeah. Oh, I Harwin, love yes. when, I guess he's, the hand kind of just just gave him a nod and said, okay, and just, ah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Just, Watch him with great interest. I, that, that scene was great, by the way, because I was, like, so confused. I was like, what's going on? Who's fighting with whom? Like, yeah. what's happening? It was wonderfully directed. I was, I thought it was Damon, like, doing Damon things. But he was <laughs> like, no, it wasn't me. And I was like, he literally left. Time. He was like, peace out. I'm done. <laughs> You're not putting this on me this time. <laughs> I've been banned too many, too many times. But I love when Damon goes to Rhaenyra 
and starts, what are you doing? Hey, he's a great guy. We're just going to bore you and just grabs her. And she's like, oh, well, take me. And the Viser is like, Then marry me. If your yeah. wife's dead, then I, why are we here? Why don't you fight everybody here? That's why I thought it was going to be him fighting. Because she was like, why don't you just take everybody then? I, I just Forget love Rhaenyra because she always calls him out because he, he's like the big man. I'm going to do the things like, yeah, you're going to have to kill everyone. Do it. Do it right now. Do yeah. it. And he's like, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And, <laughs> and Viserys is over here like, in front of my chicken? <laughs> Oh, that was... It was the same thing great. with the egg. Like, hey, if you want the throne, kill me right now. Do it. And he's like, no, no, you're not going to do it. And he was like, here's the egg. <laughs> like, he's so whipped by her. I love yeah. it. I love right, so, so, yeah, tomorrow's episode, we got the time jump. Yes. New actors come in. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, so, yeah, House of the Dragons going the great. All the look so good. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk, Alti. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. All right. Yep. Nope. I, I will, I will eventually. I gave up on episode two. I'm so sorry. Okay. So I said here, the first three episodes, I was like, eh, the last three I've enjoyed because I know it's just a 30-minute comedy and, yeah, she holds there. Everything else I love. And I've been, okay. I've enjoyed this these last few episodes for what they are. I will see it at some point, but... Yeah, I yeah. figure I'll end up binging it once it's all out. Yeah. Like, as it currently stands, I have 30 minutes I can spend doing other things. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. So All right, nice. so that kind of does it for our Rebel Thoughts. Next week, we'll have a lot to talk about. Plus, Cassian and or episode four. Maggie, always a pleasure having you here. Can't let Thank it be you. too far again. You got a bunch of Harry Potter books coming out, so I'm sure we'll talk at some point about them. Um, you're writing a lot for Collider, so people can see all your work there. You have your own movie review site, Millennium Falcon. Um, yes. everywhere, anywhere else people can follow you or anything you're working on. I have a link tree in my bio on Twitter. So if you follow me on Maggie of the town, you can find all of my various pursuits there. But yeah, I'm primarily at Collider where I do all of my, my editing of the news. All right. Um, thank you again for being here. Um, Alti, I know what you say, but where can uh, people find you? Down there, Twitter and Instagram, same handle. And I'm here every Saturday talking Star Wars and world between fandoms so yeah plus you have your own two po two other podcasts yeah, you just, You've just got... go go over here on twitter and you'll learn <laughs> everything about me all right next time i won't ask next time i'll just do my own sign off which again if you're watching this you know where to find me about at radio rebel pod on twitter instagram we're here every saturday we'll be back next week with episode four of andor our guest i believe is going to be rachel from followers of the force um, after that, I'm going to find someone else. I think Norhal. I'm going to ask Nor if she'll come up for that one. And then Mo will be here most likely for episode five and then a bunch of other guests. All right. So thank you again, Maggie, for joining us today. Thanks to everyone that thank was you. here. Forgot to put my music on. That's not it. Sorry. I messed it on my outro. It doesn't matter. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Be safe. May the force be with you. Alti, wash your neck. <laughs> Thank you.